Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby Podcast. I am your host, Teresa Reese, and I am going to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind, Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. And today's poem is entitled My Children. Here we go. If you don't like my children, then you can't be with me because my children come first. They are my main priority. My children are my air, the reason why I breathe. They are my gifts from God and mean the world to me. My children bring me lots of joy amidst sorrow and pain. When my world seems to fall apart, they help to build it once again. Now, please don't get me wrong. There are days when I must escape. But every parent has those moments when they need to take a break. They push me beyond my own expectations, although they know of my imperfections. They bring out the best and worst in me. I'm so glad they love me unconditionally. My children are a reflection of how life takes different directions. It's my love and nurturing that they need. A great mother is what I aim to be. A great mother is what I want to be. So if you don't like my children... You cannot be with me. So I hope that y'all have had the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. For those of you who don't know, I took a mini vacation over the past few days. Um, actually, just for three days. I went, we got went out of town to Las Vegas, me and my sweetheart, on. August the 3rd. We returned on August the 5th. Um, It was initially intended to be a business trip. And then everything that was planned kind of just fell apart. (laughs) And I am really like, to be honest with y'all, I have to pat myself on the back. He even patted me on the back because the way that I took everything in stride and we just made the best of the situation. We walked a strip, we went and visited different restaurants and we just pretty much just turned it into a mini vacation, although it was truly supposed to be a business trip. Um, But I handled that. And one of the things that I am learning is that we cannot control everything. And so I, and he actually said that to me. He's like, I I notice your growth. I see your growth. Like I didn't have a temper tantrum. Um, I didn't act a dang fool when all the plans, my business plans fell through. I literally just was like, eh, (laughs) and just went through the process, went through the, you know, we're here now. There's nothing we could do. You know, I can't unwind or rewind. Um, Tickets, everything was already done. And so, um, even though I didn't get a chance to go to the actual said event, I didn't, I didn't fret. 
I made the best of it. I even had made plans. He had even made plans. None of our plans went through. Like he had made plans to meet a colleague while he was there um, because one of his colleagues was also visiting Vegas at the same time. That fell through. Um, And then I was supposed to meet a real dear friend of mine. That fell through. I'm just like, yeah, it was just weird, but we made the best of the situation. Um, and at one point we I had actually taken him because one of the hotels that I tend to frequent is um, the Mirage. And I had went and we took pictures there and everything. And one of the things that I um, was wanting to show him because we ended up being in Treasure Island, um, but I wanted to show him where I normally stay. And so took him over there. We took photos and everything. And it wasn't even two hours after we left, there was a shooting where someone shot three people and one person died. And so then we find out, because as we were boarding the plane on the 5th of August, we find out that his colleague was also at the barrage. They Now, he said that they stayed there, I think, for a night. <coughs> Excuse me. But they ended up, you know, going elsewhere. And so we just thought it was really ironic that we all, even though our paths didn't cross while we were on the trip, it crossed really while we were about to board the plane. But we thought it was ironic that we all had been there prior to the shooting. And so it just gave me an opportunity to truly count my blessings once again, which is something that I try my best to do anyhow. But it really gave me an opportunity to to just count my blessings. And even though based off of what they said about the shooting, um, that it was someone that they were play fighting or what have you. And then it went from play fighting to turning serious. So they knew each other. Um, bullets don't have a name on it, y'all. So whether they knew each other or not, you know, I've heard of a lot of times where there is a shooting and then the person that the shot was intended for, it misses that person and it may hit someone totally innocent, an innocent bystander. So nevertheless, I still took a moment. He still took a moment. We all took a moment to just show our gratitude and gratefulness that we were not of the victims, um, not not lessening the fact that someone did lose their life. My heart goes out to the families and the friends and the loved ones who were impacted by this loss and by this tragedy. Anytime innocent lives are taken or a life is taken at all, it's always going to leave a sting um, in the matters of your heart. And so those who were impacted, uh, my heart and prayers go up to you all. And those that because I also heard that they were two in critical condition. Um, so I haven't followed up with that, but I do hope that they are able to successfully pull through and that no more lives are lost. Um, concerning that incident. We also heard that where I was supposed to go, that there was some type of situation that took place. So a lot of times whenever we're making plans to go somewhere or we're trying to be somewhere and then we wonder why things don't necessarily turn out the way that we orchestrated them, planned them, tried to make it come into fruition. Sometimes it's for our protection. I really believe that. There's been times that I was trying to get to um, an appointment and for whatever reason, I just couldn't quite make it and didn't understand why. And then I find out later on there was an auto accident or I find out later on that, you know, the certain pathway that I was going to take, it was closed off because of something crazy. 
Um, and so I've learned that sometimes rejection truly is the protection of God. It's the hand of God keeping us from all manner of hurt, harm and danger. And so I know a lot of times we hear, be careful what you pray for. Well, I'm of the mindset that I try my best to pray intentionally um, because I do want to be protected from the things that I cannot see or the things that I do not understand. And so um, that's one of the reasons why I do say certain prayers is because I do want to be protected from the things, you know, like the enemy. If if there's someone trying to plot um, something against me, protect me from that, Lord. You know, if there's someone that's trying to hurt me or harm me protect me from that God, you know? So I pray those prayers on purpose, even when we're traveling, when I'm by myself or when I'm with, if, or when I'm with my family, I'm gonna get the words out. Yeah. But, um, I try my best to make sure that I pray constantly. Um, because we just don't know the way this world is set up and how people are set up and what their triggers are. We just don't know. But um, so, yeah, despite everything that went, I'm going to say that didn't go as planned, because I don't even think that it went wrong. I just feel like it just didn't go as planned. Um, but despite all of that, we really did have a good time. Um, and when we came back, <coughs> excuse me, y'all, when we came back, we talked about the highlights. Um, and for those of you that don't know. Right now, we're doing a 90-day love journal. So we had already made a pact that while we were away, <coughs> excuse me, and we couldn't necessarily get to the journal because we didn't take the journal with us, that we were going to text each other. So that's what we did. We took time out to text each other the things that we love about each other. Um, and so that way, we would still have a, a moment of reflection. Um, and that's something, for those of you that don't know, um, I am now dating. And so the person that I'm dating, we are in, we're doing a process right now and it's called our love journal. Um, and it's something that I recommend that couples do, especially people that have been married forever in a day. <laughs> I'm just saying, no, it could be for new couples too, but pretty much, um, what I, I recommend doing, um, is taking time out instead of always focusing on the things that you wish you could change about a person or that you don't so much necessarily like about an individual or when y'all are not seeing eye to eye or what have you, that you take the time out to do a 90-day love journal and you actually, you put down the things that you love about that person. It's, there may be times that you literally can't think of anything right off the bat. Well, that's intentional. Um, I prayed about this and I, I, I believe that it was laid on my heart to do this. Um, and one of the examples that I gave was that the Bible has more than 90 pages in it, but it was inspired by God. It was his love letter to us. And so sometimes you have to dig a little deeper when it comes to the matters of your heart in order for you to to remember why it is that you have chosen to do life with a certain individual, <clears throat> excuse me, and vice versa. Not only that, it allows you, if you're applying it and if you're being intentional, it allows you to get past the surface and to truly start addressing your why. So it's been a wonderful exercise. I've, he's give, given me a lot of positive feedback about it. Um, it's stretching him. It's stretching me too. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
And my child had made um, a comment and she had said, can y'all last 90 days? The truth of the matter is, I don't know. But I'm like, I'm not going to speak defeat. We're going to try it, you know. Um, and so we're going <clears> to <throat> excuse me, y'all. I'm, I'm struggling this morning. For those of you that don't know, um, I am a COVID-19 survivor. And I anytime I wake up, I have to I go through this never ending battle. <laughs> but um, I try my best not to let that be a determinant, a deterrent. Sorry. Um, in terms of me recording. So what you hear is what you get. I do apologize if it's offensive, but yeah, I got to clear my throat every once in a while. I got to cough every once in a while. I just got to get this mess up and out of me. But nevertheless, um, so yeah, that's what we're doing right now. We're, we're having time, taking time out to just discover um, why it is that we have opted to to go on this journey together. And it has been a very interesting journey. I have learned so much about myself. And I had had a conversation. We, because we talk all the time. But we, he and I had had a conversation. And we had talked about how um, shadow work. The importance of shadow work. And the importance of therapy. And the importance of dealing with triggers. And dealing with your past trauma. And I'm going to share something with y'all that I try to share with a lot of people. And I am not a licensed therapist. I am not a licensed counselor. <clears throat> Excuse me. I am just a person who has gone through a whole lot of issues in my life. And I have opted to be transparent. And so that transparency is not for everybody. Let my friends tell you I'm probably one of the most transparent people that you may ever hear or meet if you ever have that honor of meeting me in person. I'm saying honor because <laughs> I know that I am so rare. I'm not trying to be braggadocious. It's just, you know, it is what it is. If you ever meet me, you'll understand why I am and who I am, hopefully. But, <clears throat> excuse me, with that being said, one of the things that I have tried to recommend because I had to do it, I took a class many, many years ago. Um, and in this class, it was... If I can remember what the class was, it'll come to me, y'all. But right now, it's not coming to me like instantly. So, but one of the exercises was to write a letter to every individual who has ever offended you. Write a letter to every individual who has ever traumatized you. <clears throat> Excuse me. And write a letter to every individual who may not even ever read the letter, but it allows you an opportunity to address the matters of your heart. And the reason why this is of the utmost importance, you can burn it if you want, you can bury it if you want, you can put it in a time capsule if you want. Um, you can do whatever you want with the letter once you get it off your chest. <coughs> Excuse me, y'all, let me get some water because this is... This is getting on my nerves. So if this is getting on my nerves, I know it's getting on some of y'all's nerves. Hold on one moment. Un momento, por favor. <laughs> As I spill the water, try to drink. <laughs> Hold on, y'all. Mm -mm -mm. Uh, got to be more careful. All right, we're going to try this again. So thank you for your patience. But yeah, um, I had to get some water because that was really, really working me. Okay, so take two.
<laughs> so one of the letters <clears throat> that I was, excuse me, encouraging that should be written um, was pretty much just to talk about and address, even if they've passed away, people who have offended you, trauma that you've experienced with individuals, triggers that maybe you didn't even recognize that that were existent until you got into a relationship. Because a lot of times when you're doing the shadow work, and this is just my personal opinion, when you're by yourself, and you're doing the shadow work. For those of you that have been listening to my episodes for quite some time, y'all know I've been doing a lot to at least trying to do a lot of shadow work. And you could say how delivered you are. You could say how many breakthroughs you didn't had. You could say how much you've arrived. All of that if you have no test to support it. So as long as you're doing the shadow work by yourself, and you're not being tested in that arena, you could easily say that you've arrived. The test comes when you begin to cross paths with people that bring out certain parts of you that you may not even know exist or that you thought that you had been delivered from. And all of a sudden you're being faced with those issues and you're like, oh, my God, I still got some work to do. I'm going to give you an example. I was talking to my aunt the other day. We were, I, you know, you have you ever, you ever have those people in your life that you have you can have candid conversations with. And then before you know what you are laughing, you're behind off because you're like, I really do sound like this. But wait a minute, I'm not by myself. So one of the things that I have been working on is how I react and how I respond to certain situations. Um, I am learning how to think through situations process situations and then do my best to address it once I have looked at it from all angles. I have tried to practice more of putting myself in other people's shoes instead of making it feel like or even seem like sometimes that it's all about me. Yes, this has been an issue for me. So one of the things that I have noticed is that the more that I have become consciously aware of how I react and how I respond to certain situations, I feel like I'm becoming more tested in that arena. So for those of you that are Beyonce lovers, y'all know there, um, she talked about her alter ego. I believe it was Sasha. I also have an alter ego. Her name is T-Lane. So Teresa is the sweetheart. T-Lane, there's no bars held with her. There's no filter whatsoever. That's my alter ego. So what I've noticed is that any time that there's a situation that feels very uncomfortable for me, T-Lane is the one that wants to fight. And I'm not talking about physically. I'm past that. I used to do that when I was younger. Now it's more or less a verbal type of, you know, verbally fight. Um, have the final say, have the last say, you know, whatever. So what I've had to work on is... Does this really require a response right now? 
do you really got to let these people see you sweat? Is it even worth your words? Or can you just take it to God in prayer, girl? So I've literally had to work on taking my communication to a whole nother level um, and keeping my peace more. And when I tell you that has truly been tried and tested and so much to the point that I've made some adjustments, I've created some boundaries. um, And what I've discovered is that not everybody likes it when you create boundaries. In fact, you may get a whole lot of pushback when you literally make a choice to put yourself first, to put your mental health first, to put your emotional health first, to put your psychological health first, spiritual health, all of that. When you make a decision to make yourself a priority, everybody is not going to be on board. And that is part of that resistance is a part that I've had to really, really pay attention to how I react to the resistance is making the world a difference. So I'm going to give you an example. Let's say that there is a particular pattern that you had grown accustomed to following. And it could be as simple as um, every time someone calls you, you drop everything that you're doing in order to cater to that person. And now that person is so convinced that no matter what they say, you're going to drop everything for them. And then one day you come to realize that this person is really ungrateful and isn't really grateful for all the things that you do. They just take your kindness for a weakness, but they're, they're not grateful for the sacrifices that you make. So in the course of you creating your boundaries, you realize, well, I'm not going to make you that much of a priority like I used to. In fact, the roles are about to be reversed and I'm going to make myself a priority like they do on the airplane. I'm going to get my oxygen first. And then after I've made sure that I'm equipped fully and I'm good fully, then I'll pour into you. Initially, that individual may be like, huh, yeah, this is this is temporary. You gonna you gonna be doing what I asked you to do when I asked you to do it. It may be your grandparent, it may be your child, it may be your parent, it may be one of your best friends. But the minute that you start to create those boundaries, there's gonna be some pushback by someone. It may even be a colleague or a coworker, <clears throat> excuse me, or your boss. It could be anybody. Excuse me. So pretty much. um, But when you make up your mind that you're going to make yourself a priority, everybody is not going to like that. Same with the job. I've, I've heard so many people say that when they made the decision to leave their six figure job, six figure income job and to launch out on their own, that it was so many people talking about what you going to do when you fail. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's what resistance sounds like. What are you going to do when, um, okay, I'll cross that bridge when I get to it, but I'm going to bet on myself in the meantime, and we'll just see where the cards fall. But 
anytime that you are creating your own boundaries, you're setting your own boundaries, you're doing something that truly will give you the peace of mind that you so deserve, there's going to be some kind of resistance. So I faced some of that resistance when I made a choice to go ahead and make myself a priority. And I remember having a communicate or, you know, communicating to a particular person and telling her your words no longer hold the power that they once did. I'm choosing me. Now, you can use the option of trying to tear me down, <clears throat> excuse me, to try to manipulate me into doing what you want me to do when you want me to do it. But I'm here to tell you that dog don't hunt no more. Threats don't matter to me anymore. This is the new me. And I choose me. I'm paraphrasing. But for the most part, I did say that. And this is what doing me looks like. I will take care of you once I have made sure I am good. I want to make sure my mental health is intact. I want to make sure my psychological health health is intact. I want to make sure my spiritual health is intact, my physical health. Because one thing that I've noticed is that in my trying to take care of everybody else, I neglected myself. This weight that I've gained did not come on me overnight. Part of the reason why the weight that I gained manifested is because I stopped making myself a priority. I started putting everybody else first. I started being everybody else's cheerleader and I forgot how to be my own cheerleader. And so now in the course of me trying to reframe a few things and to create boundaries, I have had to become my own cheerleader. Now, that's one thing that I would encourage anyone not to do. Don't ever stop cheering for you. It doesn't matter if no one else is on board with your vision. It doesn't matter if no one else agrees with you. Do not stop cheering for you. Because I made that mistake. I started allowing the naysayers to have a greater voice than my own. I started listening to all of the things that I wasn't. You're not a good mom. You're an unfit mother. You're um, a terrible this. You're terrible that. Um, you're not a good daughter. You know, I started listening to all those, those things. And before I knew it, that became my reality. And then I started people pleasing. I started doing everything I could to change the narrative of that person's perception. Realizing that people pleasing is one of the worst traps that you could ever get caught up in. People ain't never going to be 100 percent satisfied. Let me just put that out there right now. They will find something to complain about. Let me put that out there right now. How come you didn't let the toilet seat down? How and I'm talking about this is what we do, y'all. Just keep it 100. How come you put the ketchup in the fridge instead of keeping it out and putting it in the cabinet? How come you put the mustard in the fridge instead of keeping that out and putting it in the cabinet? How come you it's going to always be something? How come you pick me up from school 30 minutes late instead of on time? 
It's going to always be something. People are just never satisfied. We live in an instant gratification world. Everybody wants what they want right now, especially when it comes to the desires of their heart. A lot of times people don't want to take time out to look at things from other people's perspective. The only perspective that they see is the one right in front of them, which is their own. So I have had to debunk a lot of stinking thinking. I have had to unprogram myself in a lot of areas. I have had to reprogram myself in a lot of areas. And one of the things that I've had to do is create boundaries. And it's not necessarily for anyone other than for me to make sure that I'm good. Because one thing that I know that I can do, which is why I love talking to my aunt, is that you can't change other people. I can't change my children. I can't change my parents. I can't change my aunts, my uncles, my cousins. I can't change my siblings. I can't change my colleagues. I can't change nobody but myself. So what am I doing to create those boundaries so that I can be a better version of me and not by anybody else's standards, but my own? See, when I say that I want to be a better version of myself, it don't have nothing to do with trying to please nobody but Teresa. I'm just trying to make sure that when I look at my reflection in the mirror, that I am a-okay with me. Somebody else will say, girl, you are this and girl, I appreciate the compliments. I appreciate your perspective. I appreciate if you say that you don't feel like I need to work on this or I need to work on that. I appreciate the feedback. But at the end of the day, I got to live with me. At the end of the day, you got to live with you. I was having a conversation. I have a lot of conversations because, you know, first of all, that's just what I do. I'm like a lot of people call me Mama Teresa. But um, and that's not to be funny because that's I mean, that's what they call me. I'm not comparing myself to the real Mother Teresa. But what I'm saying is that I am referred to as Mama Teresa a lot. And so I was having a conversation and one of the things that I honestly believe is that we as individuals have to do what gives us peace. We have to do what gives us peace. We just, there, it doesn't matter what is happening, why is happening or who is happening to. One of the main reasons or one of the main things that we should really be asking ourselves when it comes to the decisions that we're making, the conversations that we need to have, what will give me peace? What is going to give you peace of mind? What is the outcome that you're looking for? What is the expectation? And then are you communicating the expectation? A lot of times we don't even do that. We have these unspoken expectations when it comes to relationships, when it comes to friendships, when it comes to our work relationships, when it comes to our family relationships. We have a lot of unspoken expectations. And so one of the reasons why I had to let this said individual know that their words no longer hold weight is because I had in a lot of ways enabled this person into believing that if she said certain things, it would cause me to move. And part of the reason why I would move was based off of fear. And. I started to realize, remember, I had this conversation. If y'all have been listening to my episodes, 
that God did not give me the spirit of fear. So where was this fear coming from? And then I had to ask myself, well, what's the worst that could happen? Well, the worst that could happen is that it would piss this person off that I didn't move when they said move. But OK, she'll get over it. How am I how am I mentally right now? Do I really feel like dealing with this individual? Because, y'all, if you keep it 100, some people you literally have to mentally prepare yourself to be in their presence. If you're keeping it 100, think about some of the people that that literally become thorns in your side. You love them, nevertheless, but having dialogue with them sometimes can take you from zero to 100 real quick if you're just being completely honest. I'm learning. I don't want to go from zero to 100 real quick with anybody. So in order for me to give them a better experience when they're dealing with me, first of all, I had to create some distance. And then second of all, I had to allow them to express themselves, whether I agree with them or not. There was no judgment on my part. I'm not here to prove you wrong. I had to create my own boundaries. That was one of the boundaries that I've made up in my mind is that I call it. Now, y'all might laugh when I say this, but I'm going to call it what it is. I call call it porta potty thoughts. So y'all know, like whenever you go to a portable potty, if you have ever experienced this, not everybody has. Whenever you flush the porta potty, it gets out like really quickly. You know, it's like it just disperses. It really is gone just that quick. The minute you flush, it's gone quickly. So what I've had to start doing is ask myself if the thought is serving me, even if it's somebody else's thought concerning me. Is this thought serving me? Is this thought going to make me a better person? Is this thought going to build me up? Is it edifying me? If not, it's a porta potty thought and I got to disperse it right now. I don't have time to meditate on it. I don't have time to put it in my compartmentalize it and put it in a certain part of my brain and pull it back later. I ain't got time for none of that. For those of you that don't know what compartmentalize means, let's see if I can put get this up there real quick. Compartmentalize. So to compartmentalize is to divide into sections or categories. So that is what it means to compartmentalize. Um, The synonyms or some synonyms for compartmentalizing is categorize, separate, distinguish, bracket, sectionalize, label, brand, tag, or sort to name a few. And this is according to the Oxford Languages Dictionary. So I literally had to make up in my mind that certain thoughts I was just going to have to flush out. They don't have no house in my brain. They can, I can't afford to keep those thoughts there because they were not conducive to my mental health, my growth as an individual, none of that. And so over the past few days, I've practiced that. So even when we were in Vegas, there were times that I would ask myself, is this thought serving me any good? If it's not, I'm flushing it. I'm porta potting in it. I'm just, it's, it's gone. I'm flushing it out. Never to come up again, not for me to meditate on it. Not, let's move on. And I didn't, I didn't verbalize any of that. 
But what I noticed is that by my doing that, it, it, it enhanced my experience. Because one of the things that I really feel like takes place when you've been through or experienced a lot of trauma in your life, I can only speak for myself, is that if we're not careful, we will miss out on our now experiences because of our past experiences. And so for those of you that don't know, um, I have the last time I was in Vegas was over a year ago. And when I was in Vegas over a year ago, I went for a wedding um, that I believed and thought and had been led for over a decade to believe that I was one of the bride at that time, one of her best friends, only to find out that even though I made the trip, even though I did the RSVP, even though I did all of that, I literally was not present on her wedding day. She had changed venues and never communicated that to me. Although we were in communication when I landed, all that good stuff. It was never conveyed to me that the venue had changed. So I missed her wedding day. And so even after I communicated with her about missing the day, trying to get to the reception, I got nothing but the runaround from her. So it was a very, very traumatizing experience for me. Needless to say, I ended up going ahead and and just leaving that relationship alone um, because for me, reciprocation is key. So having had that memory or those memories of being rejected, um, just all that that was attached to that experience and then to go right back to that city, if you have a bad experience and if you don't you know, process that and all of that, you could really mess up your new experience. So I was constantly having to toss out some of some things so that I could be in the moment and not be so caught up in reminiscing about the past, if that makes sense, because it was a new experience. It was a new day. And a lot of times for you to get rid of the old or not to ponder so much on the old, you got to replace it with something new. And so that's what I needed to do so that I could replace a lot of those negative thoughts with more positive thoughts going forward. And so, um, that was like an exercise that I didn't, I mean, it wasn't intentional, but I see how it, it kind of helped. Um, now, have I forgiven the individual? Of course. I mean, I can't go forward um, not forgiving people who have wronged me. I just can't do that. Um, sometimes people wrong you, whether it's intentional or not, not intentional. Um, so I, I can't move forward without forgiving people who have hurt me. But at the same time, I don't want to hurt the new people that are entering into my life by holding on to past hurt, if that makes sense. So I'm constantly trying to reintroduce myself to new experiences so that I'm not holding the new person hostage for what other people have done to me. And so um, that takes practice. That's something that doesn't happen overnight. Um, And a lot of times we won't even know that we are suffering from certain experiences until we are in a new one to be like, oh, Lord, you know, you're not this person or, oh, my God, you know, I don't need to treat you like how X treated me because that's not who you are. Let me allow you to be who you are in this now experience so that I can learn about you and I can learn about myself in hopes that it will broaden my knowledge 
of people, but it also helped me to see myself in a better light. Because um, some people bring out the best in you, y'all, and some people can bring out the worst if we're just honest. So today I just wanted to talk. I didn't really even have a subject. <laughs> I just wanted to talk to y'all. Um, but yeah, if, if anything, one of the things that I'm learning is that creating boundaries is of the utmost importance. Um, and I'm going through that process. It is not always easy. Um, it could be very, very difficult. It could be very, very hard. But I do believe that it is so, so very worth it. Um, is for you to create your own boundaries and then for you to convey that to your loved ones. Um, I now have a certain time frame with certain conversations that I have with people. I give myself a five minute window. Um, I say what I need to say. Let them say what they need to say. If I, if I, I listen to my body and if I start to feel a certain way, if I start to feel vexed in my spirit, if I feel like the conversation is not one of edification, if I feel like the conversation is about to turn into gossip or whatever, then I will end the conversation quickly. I am learning that it's just certain it's certain frequencies I ain't trying to be on anymore. It's just certain frequencies I don't want to be on. It's certain conversations I don't want to have. Um, and then there's certain people that I love to talk to because they made me laugh. Um they make me some people make me cry, but in a good way, you know. Um, and so those are the that those are the types of frequencies that I want to be on. That's the type of energy that I want to be around. And so I find myself doing all that I can to have those conversations more to be around those type of people more. Um, and yeah, it's not going to always come a roses. I don't think any relationship is where everything always comes a roses. If you're one of those people that has that kudos to you. Maybe you can come on my podcast and tell me how it is that you've been able to allow everything to come up roses. But I can tell you right now, I don't think I've met anybody. And I've talked to a whole lot of happily married people and I've talked to a whole lot of happily single people. But I don't think I've ever heard anybody say that their world is surrounded by a whole bunch of roses that everybody goes. There's, there's thorns on roses, too, y'all. So everybody goes through their thorn situations. I don't think any of us go through a situation where it's always just just. The hills are alive. I don't think all of us go through <laughs> with the sound of music. <sighs> I don't think all of us go through that experience. <laughs> I really don't. I mean, you know, on a day-to-day basis, I just don't think that that is any of our testimonies. But if it is, reach out to me so we can have that conversation, okay? Because I think a lot of us can learn a lot from you. <laughs> but I do hope that y'all have the most amazing evening Evening, morning, afternoon, whatever it is that you hear this episode. Today, I just want to talk, y'all. If you have not created your boundaries, please do so. I feel like they are very necessary. Very, very, very necessary. Um, and if you haven't taken time out for yourself, do that too. Um, and then two, don't be afraid to convey to people when you've had enough. And when you are taking time out to just take care of you, um, I don't think that we do that enough, but I feel like it's very, very necessary for our mental health. Um, so sometimes it's OK for you to unplug the phone. Sometimes it's OK for you not to respond to that text message. Sometimes it's OK for you not to entertain when someone is literally regurgitating all of their miserable energy and they want you to be the person to catch it. Sometimes it's OK for you to pretend like eh, I'm good. You don't even have to pretend. Just let them know. I'll talk to you when I can. I'll respond to you when I can. Some things don't even need to be entertained. That's just really, truly what I believe. Some things need to be left where they are. Um, 
yeah, just because you're not a dumping ground. You are not a trash can. People don't need to dump all of their issues on you. Um, yeah. And so it's okay for you to create those boundaries where you're just like, I, not today. I can't do this today. I can't do this tomorrow. I might not even be able to do it next week. Um, yeah, I'm just going to make myself a priority. How about that? And let the cards fall where they may. There are people that are going to push back because they are not used to the new you. And guess what? That's okay too. Just make yourself a priority because you deserve to be prioritized. I hope that y'all have the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. This is going to conclude my episode on today. Um, thank you for bearing with me with all my cackling, my coughing and everything else, clearing my throat, all that extra stuff that happened on today. Thank you for just bearing with me. Y'all have the most amazing day. Um, and please do me a huge, huge favor and take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl, Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye. And thank you so much for listening.